Welcome to RTC Services, a place at the table. We invite you to join us in our journey of educating, advocating, and honoring those in our community facing disabilities. Join us for season one of A Place at the Table to learn more about the challenges the developmentally disabled face and options that support them living their best lives. At RTC, we believe that our community is better when everybody works. Welcome back to RTC's A Place at the Table. Today, my guest is Kylie Pertee. She is the day program supervisor at RTC, which includes overseeing the programs, the studio, possibilities, rise, as well as job club. Welcome, Kylie. I'm so glad you're here today. Thanks, Nita. So tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with RTC. Oh my. Um, so I went to school for social work. I graduated from OSU in 2011 with my bachelor's. I got my license in social work about a year later. And then I was working at Adriel at their school mm -hmm. when I was finishing up college and right after and I was working at the homes and residential care too and the schools made some changes and they did some things and they weren't going to run it the way they had so one of the teachers that was working there she came to me and she said hey I have a son who has autism and he needs a provider would you want to be his provider and I was like I have no idea what that means but sure <laughs> we'll give it a shot so I went to their house every day, hung out with him, worked on his skills. I mean, it was one of the best jobs. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I got to swim in the pool with him. We got <laughs> to go to the park. We got to go to McDonald's. Like, it was great. So I did that for a while, and she was like, hey, he does these job assessments through RTC, and we would like for you to be his job coach. And I was like don't know what it is but I'll give it a shot sure thing <laughs> so she gets me an interview at RTC and I come and they hire me to be just his job coach so I did that for a while I did his job coach and was his provider for a while and then RTC came to me and they're like hey we need a full-time job coach would you be interested and I was like yeah I would I, I don't want to leave the other family high and dry but so let me figure that out and so we figured that out he got another provider and I came on job coaching full-time and then through that you know there just were other opportunities that came available they we had the bridges program contract with OOD so right. I took on that position once that person left so I did that for a while and then the bridges contract ended statewide so then RTC was like hey let's do a transition program. This has been really great. So through a lot of trial and error and things, we named it RISE, which stands for Recreation, Independent Skills and Exploration, which is exactly what we do. And so it's for individuals ages 14 to 25 who get services through the Logan County Board of Developmental Disabilities. They have to get those services in order to be able to be a part of RISE. So we started that in late 2017 we do a teen rec event every month, and then we do a couple classes every month, and then just basically anything to fill the gap between where they are and where they need to be to be as independent as possible for them and successful adults. So that was 2017, and then in 21, there was some more position changes, and then that's when I was able to move up to become the day program supervisor. Okay. 
So going back to Rise a little bit, mm-hmm. you that's kind of your baby. It is. Yeah. Yes. That you you were the creator of Rise. So talk about how how that came about. So we had through the Bridges contract, I had a lot of connections between all of the county schools, um, the Board of DD, and just other various agencies. Um, we have this transition framework team that still meets like three times a year. And so I had a lot of connections through that. I already knew a lot of the individuals that I'd be working with on this new caseload with RISE, just from working with them with other aspects. And so it was a lot of contacting families, getting information out to the Board of DD, to the schools and everything of, hey, we're going to have this new program. Let us know if you're interested. And that's kind of how we built the caseload from there. Mm-hmm. And the very first thing we did was we went to a country Christmas at Marmon Valley Farms in December of 2017. And I, it was me and Mike and, I don't know, a handful of kids. But it was the best time. Yeah. 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 And so you, clearly you have a passion for our clients. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know that when you were going through school. This no. was not a trajectory that you even considered. Not at all. So when did you first realize, I love this? So that's a good point. When I was in social work school, I was like, I have no idea what to do. I took all of the classes. Okay. I took classes in um, corrections. I took some classes in developmental disabilities. I took some you know, a sport recreation and play class. Like I just took all kinds of things because I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And so I started working at Adriel, and I really liked that population. I really liked working with the kids, uh-huh. and I liked um, just helping see them go from where they are to improving every day and, you know, becoming right. successful. And so when I was asked to be a provider and I started working with um, my guy doing that, I was like, yeah. I really like this. And so then I started working more as a job coach and taking on more doing that. And it's just seeing somebody, meeting them exactly where they are, seeing what they need to become successful, and, you know, the problem solving, the figuring it out. Like, that's the challenge in it for me. But then seeing them just thrive and be successful and not need you anymore. That's, like, I think that's what hook, line, and sinker, that was it. Yeah. And the pure joy and excitement on their faces when they see you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I see it. I see when they see you. They, <laughs> they, they do love you. And I love them. So tell us how, if someone has a loved one or a friend that they're thinking about for this program, how do they participate in either the RISE um, program or the job club? So RISE and Job Club both are programs that are available to folks who strictly get services through the County Board of Developmental Disabilities. RISE is strictly Logan County specific. Job Club is pretty much any of the surrounding, Logan and surrounding counties as long as they can get to us for meetings and things like that. So if somebody wants to be involved in those, if they already get services through the County Board of Developmental Disabilities, they just need to talk to their case manager and say, hey, I'm really interested in this program. And then they'll shoot us over a referral and let us know. Okay. If they are not connected to the Board of Developmental Disabilities, like say they're in school, um, they can talk to the teachers, um, they can call me, any of that kind of stuff. Okay. And we will have your 
um, number and email in the show notes. So if anybody wants to get a hold of you, they can do that. Perfect. So talk a little bit more about Job Club and what they do and how that is um, successful for people. Yeah. So Job Club has evolved a lot over the years. Um, Right now, they meet once a month, usually for about an hour, hour and a half, and it is strictly for folks who have jobs in the community. So they have to get services through the County Board of DD, and then they also have to have it in their plans for us to be able to provide the service. And they have to have jobs in the community. So they come to meetings, they can share their successes, they can share, you know, I'm really struggling with X, Y, Z at work, can you guys kind of help me out? So it's a lot of peer support. Mm -hmm. Um, It was kind of originally designed as a way for folks to still see each other if they weren't in programs. And then four times a year, there's like day trips that they go on. So like they went to the spring game this spring at OSU. Um, We go shopping every like November so they can go Christmas shopping for their families and their providers who are usually the ones that take them shopping. So it gives them a chance to do that. We usually have a Christmas party. Pre-COVID, there were like overnight trips. We are hoping we can get back into that post-COVID soon. So yeah. and that was that was the big thing everybody really liked. So, so tell me about some of the overnight trips. So one of the last big overnight trips we went on, I think, would have been Kalahari. Oh wow! Yeah, we went up to Kalahari and um, did the whole water park thing. And then the next day, they went to the safari that's up in is it Port Clinton. Yeah, it's up there somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. yeah. So they went to that drive through safari, and then they came home. So it was like a one night, and then came home. They've gone to, I don't want to give people like false hope or anything, but they've <laughs> ba- done big trips like Disney World in the past for like a big anniversary trip. They've done Gatlinburg. Wow. Um, it's right yeah. now. But they've so, done Amish country. So locally in Ohio. Yep and occasionally bigger trips outside of Ohio for special, special, more special occasions. That's awesome. RTC Services is built on the fundamental ideology that there is a place for everyone. We offer several programs to maximize our clients' chances for success. Whether they need day programs, transitions, vocab, or employment, we will work with them to find their place. RTC is proud to offer this podcast a place at the table. So do you have a favorite story or some something that's really touched your heart with one of your clients? I have a lot, <laughs> um, but one that I really like partly because this individual was a pilot program that we did with some people from Ocali. Okay. So, which Ocali is the Ohio Center for Autism and Low Incidence, like it's a state level thing. And they, we were doing this, it's called MAP, um, multi-agency planning and backwards planning. We were doing this whole pilot program with this individual when he was in high school. And so we had, you know, mentors from Ocali and MAP, like doing this with us. Mm -hmm. And through that process, like he graduated, he did some job assessments things and he is now like working full-time at a factory and I believe he just moved to his own apartment is he still a part of 
RTC services or has he kind of graduated and is more independent and, and doesn't need us as much, which is yeah, always the goal. Which is fine. Um, he, to my knowledge, receives individual employment supports. Mm-hmm. He receives our transportation. Sure. And he was a part of Job Club, but I'm not sure if he's still doing that right now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of my other favorite stories is one of our guys who um, got a job at a local eye doctor. And he has been employed there for, I'm thinking, over five years now. And they just accept him for who he is. He does his job. They treat him like family. Um, They worked really hard to understand him and his different stems and his different, you know, just everything about him that makes him him. They have understood and they embrace and they're just fantastic. That's awesome. Do you, do you find that a lot that that the organizations that we partner with are open to who they are and meeting them where they are? So I would say there's a pretty good split. I mean, people are people. We're going to run into people who don't understand our guys, right. and they're going to not necessarily accept that. But that's what our jobs are. Our jobs are to help them see our guys for who they are, help them see what minimal you know accommodations might need to be made for our folks to be successful and then once you meet most of our guys it's hard not to fall in love with them so it kind of goes on from there yeah and then we do run into some people who are just like that previous employer they're like yep I want to hire this person I want to know them I want to work with them I want to be you know we will be their main supports and we'll call you if we need anything and and I've heard a lot since I've, I've been with RTC, I've heard a lot of the, the really good stories and those, those ones that want to keep their folks and, and just the success of it. But how do you deal with someone who maybe has a poor experience um, for whatever reason? Um, maybe they're not a good fit. Maybe there's someone within the uh, organization that isn't as accepting as they should be. How do you help them get back on their feet? So are you asking me like for the individual or for that organization? For the individual. So we have run into this. Um, It's a lot of reminding the individual that, you know, they are who they are. You know, maybe you did make these mistakes in the workplace. Here's what we need to do to work on them. Give them some, maybe some heavier job coaching when they go back into another job. Maybe give them a break, some time to recoup and learn from that. Um, Just meeting them where they're at why that didn't work so always the positive reinforcement and making sure they know that this they are still capable it's yes. just that wasn't the right fit for whatever reason exactly happens to everyone right <laughs> maybe we need to just go back to the drawing board see what is a better fit try something different take a break whatever it may be so what's your favorite part of your day The favorite part of my day, I would have to say around 8.30ish when folks start to get here and I've been sitting at my desk for anywhere from an hour to half hour or whatever working and folks start rolling in and it's, hey Kylie, good morning Kylie, hey Kylie, good morning Kylie for about most of the folks that come in. Yeah. And usually it's more than just a hey and a hello. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. They want to tell you about what they did last night or they whatever. They do, and a lot of them, like, they'll ask me about my kids. They'll ask me how my family's doing. Like, they know and they remember. Like, they're very genuine mm-hmm. in wanting to care about us the way we care about them. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What are some of your goals coming up for 2024? So some goals for 2024 here at RTC, I would say – we are always looking to grow. We're always looking to improve. I think we have some pretty great services, but I am a firm believer that there's always room for growth. And so taking feedback and figuring out what we can do to make things better, to always grow. And with that in mind, you just got a grant. We did. For $10,000 from um, Kentucky Fried Chickens Foundation. We got some heavy involvement from our local KFC. So tell us about that and what you're going to do with it. So, yeah, $10,000 to build a sensory room. So we have some folks who spend parts of their day both sensory seeking and sensory avoiding. So, and we don't have a great space for that. Uh Um, I mean, sensory products are not cheap and they cost a lot of money to get the things that are really beneficial so thank you Nita for finding (laughs) the KFC grant and thank you to our local KFC for bringing that out there go try their new nuggets and eat the french fries please (laughs) definitely eat the french fries because they have a campaign fries change lives and when you buy the KFC french fries that money is part of what goes to the foundation so that they can give um grants to places like RTC. And the fact that they give 100 grants and we got one of them is just phenomenal. Yeah. So that just shows that they value what we're trying to do with this sensory room as well. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me what the benefits of the sensory room are going to be. So when somebody is sensory seeking, like some folks will do, they will seek, they will find, they will do what they need to do to have that need met. And that can become disruptive to their peers right? while they're trying to get their needs met. So if we have this separate space that is full of sensory needs, like a place for them to go and fulfill that sensory need, they can go, they can be who they need to be in that moment to find what they need to fulfill that sensory need and not be disruptive to their peers. Right. So their peers can continue um, whatever they're working on. And then in the flip side of that, people who are trying to, they're overstimulated. They right. need quiet. They need calm. They need dark. Yeah. This will be another space for them to be able to go and do that as well. So I'm very hopeful that this will be a great addition to RTC. I'm hopeful that this will be very beneficial for the folks that we serve. Right. Both those who are needing the room and those who are in the room to not be disrupted by their peers while their peers are trying to get their own needs met. I'm so excited about it. Yeah. One of the stories that you told me about one of the clients that needed, they would hide between a couch and a wall mm-hmm. because they needed a tight space, which is the last thing that I would want, but they that was something they needed for yep. comfort. And then you would put, I think you said bean bags on yeah. top of them? Um, Mary would pull out the cornhole bags that we have and yeah. just kind of lay that because that was the best thing we could find that had some weight to it and some pressure because that's what they were seeking is they were seeking pressure. So we would see them in the corner 
trying to get that pressure and then we would ask them if they needed it and then we would squeeze their arms and their shoulders and things until they were good to go and now you'll have a weighted blanket yep (laughs) weighted blanket we are looking at like one of those body sock things just various yeah yeah Yeah, I, I never like it's so interesting everyone's different needs mm-hmm. and how different they are and the things that you're looking at for this sensory room include things from weighted blankets to treadmills or mm-hmm. a mini trampoline something mm-hmm. to to that certain or kind of calming chairs. bubble lights yeah yeah and um the really cool thing and i'm gonna let you say the name of it because i'm not sure is the table that yeah. we're getting so it's the buddy yeah um right yeah so it's like an interactive um, projector. Mm-hmm. So two people can, you know, they can play games with it on each with each other on it. They can, you know, by themselves. It's just it has various. I'm not even really sure what to call them. Just various like scenes and games where mm-hmm. they can just be calming or interactive. Like there's one where you take a, you can use your hand or a paintbrush, and it's like you're dusting away the sand to reveal something that's underneath of the sand. Oh, that's cool. Or there's just different, like, coloring scenes. So it's like you – it's like it's all by touch. It's all very interactive that way. And calming. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I was unaware that part – until you told me, part of the sensory room is offering the silence mm-hmm. in a place where – they can get away from all the stimulus and I didn't think of a sensory room for that but it's Mm -hmm. equally as important yeah and I think our associates are going to benefit from it well and it might be an added bonus for staff as well (laughs) it might be (laughs) you never know well thank you Kylie for taking time out of your busy day to talk to us and teach us a little bit more about the RISE program and job club not a problem thanks Nita thank you Thank you for listening to A Place at the Table. Until next time, I'm your host, Anita Wilkinson, wishing you a table full of love and joy.